I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I survived a terrible headache I had all day, so I am happy to be here and recording and to be 95% headache free. So That's I'm good. Happy. Hopefully hopefully the rest of these 5% will also go away soon. <laughs> uh, who knows at this point? But uh, happy May 4th. Yeah, happy May the 4th. And happy, that means happy five-year anniversary to Blue Harvest. Aw, happy five years, guys. One of the best Star Wars podcasts you will find with Haas Burkhart and Will Witten, and people should listen to it. It's very, very good. It's very, very good, and they are some of the nicest people i've ever met yes we love them yes oh well happy five years god that's that's crazy that it's been like five years since they started oh a lot has happened in five years yeah (laughs) so i guess first off this week just to sort of address the elephant in the room. If you're at all involved in like actual Star Wars fandom online, especially on Twitter, though I'm sure it was all over Reddit as well, then you are probably aware that some serious shit went down this past week. Well, it'll it'll be the week before that when this finally goes up. But with with Jason Ward, who runs MakingStarWars.net, and who had the Making Star Wars podcast network, which, while we were never a part of, I think we were sort of in that circle and, you know, closely associated, if not with making Star Wars with a lot of the other podcasts that were on that network. And 
it turns out that uh, without getting into too many details, because either you already know about it or can easily Google it and find out, but Jason was having some very concerning and inappropriate conversations with a variety of young women, some of them teenagers, and while no illegal behavior might have been going on, it was definitely just incredibly inappropriate behavior and stuff that really uh, makes you question a lot of things. And so, I mean, as as far as I know, the podcast network is over now. At least most of the shows have decided to go on their own before Jason took everything down. But it's it's really, it's just, I mean, I don't know what to say other than it's horrible. And what he did was absolutely disgusting. And I am... Really sorry for all of his victims, and I hope that anyone he was talking to, either people who've spoken out about it or people who still don't feel comfortable doing so, I hope they can find some solace, and I hope they realize that they are being listened to. Um, And some of that listening probably came too late it's not it's not the first time that jason's behavior has been questioned by people you know it's diff- i mean slightly different situations but still ones that that probably should have caused more action sooner and the fact that his behavior was excused and covered for as long as it was you know, possibly opened up for more people to to have problems with him and to go through really terrible things. And that's that's heartbreaking. And I wish I wish I had spoken out more. I wish other people had spoken out more. But I mean other than that I don't know what to say. Like again, we weren't and I don't say this in a cover my ass part of the way, but like we just the truth is we weren't part of the network. And so we, you know, there's no leaving the network for us. It's more just we wanted to say something because, you know, we've, it's makingstars.net. It's the site that a lot of people use for Star Wars news and Star Wars reporting. And that won't be the case going forward. But it felt to me wrong to not say anything. And to just let it all go without comment. Yeah. I agree. And I also apologize, you know, to those who are hurting and have been hurting through all of this. And I vow to call out bullshit when I see it and to be better, you know, for this community, for myself, for you, for the women in this community. Like, we all need to be better. And I do too. 
And I just hope that we can all learn from this situation. And I don't know. It just, it, it breaks my heart. And I, I don't talk about stuff like this or I try not to get into stuff like this, but I don't know. It just, it's, it's really sad and it breaks my heart that a lot of people were hurt through this and a lot of people, you know, trusted certain people who ended up not being the greatest human beings and it just breaks my heart and it's a hard pill to swallow. And my thoughts are just with everyone who is in a deep amount of pain because of all of this. I've had a lot of long and not always easy conversations with people um, over the week when this happened. And I imagine those conversations aren't done yet. But... I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say other than it's super fucked and it's shitty and it never should have happened because there were plenty of warning signs along the way that the community should have reacted in a stronger way a lot sooner. And and there there were people speaking out and there were people who suffered consequences for speaking out. And and that makes it even more difficult, is that this is this is something that that never had to happen. Yeah, it's very sad and I, I just have no words. Like, we've discussed this, like, the past couple days, and I've had a lot of conversations about it, and it just, it's, it's awful, especially with, you know, everything going on with the world right now, this has been added to that, and it is something truly shitty. Yeah, and, um... I don't know. I don't want to say. I hope that. I don't, and I hate saying like I hope people learn from this because then it's like, oh well, as long as everybody learns a lesson, then at least we got something good. And I'm like, well, no, because you know, the it doesn't come even close to balancing the scales on all the shit. But I I hope it's at least wakes some people up. And make some people examine their own their own behavior. And, you know, it's something I'm thinking of, too, is when I speak out and when I don't and the reasons for that. And, you know, I have my own reconciling to do there. But I do, I do hope that this is a sea change and... And people can be much more thoughtful in the way they react to things in the future. Yeah. I agree. But, um, I guess then 
we are at the we are still a Star Wars podcast and and let's talk about some Star Wars. Yeah. Let's have a good time. Um we actually have news this week. Thank God since today is May the 4th, we have Star Wars news that was just released. We have and... the best Star Wars news. <laughs> Emily, would you like to announce the fantastic news that was released today? Uh, Taika Waititi is going to be directing and co-writing a new Star Wars theatrical film. Uh, The co-writer is Christy Wilson Carnes, who I guess wrote uh, 1917. And, like, short of this news being, like, hey, the Ryan Johnson trilogy is coming out next year, this is the best Star Wars news I could get. <laughs> it's pretty good. It, uh, it, that last episode of The Mandalorian that he directed was just beautiful. And his other work has been beautiful and I am excited to what he will contribute to the, you know, Star Wars galaxy and the Star Wars canon. Like he has such a beautiful perspective and I can't wait to see what he does with something I love. I'm just I'm I'm fascinated to see like and, and like we don't know anything about this movie and I'm just like I don't I I'm so interested to see like what he decides to focus on what era we're in, what what sort of story it's going to be. I mean, Tyga is amazing. He's so talented. Um, and he, what we do in the shadows is one of my favorite movies and probably, probably seriously, except for shit that I watched when I was a little kid, probably the movie I've seen the most times because I will put it on whenever. Anytime I don't know what else I want to watch or I'm feeling like shit and I want to watch something funny or I have insomnia, what we do in the shadows. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, see it. It is just the best vampire movie ever. And he's also in it and he's so good. But beyond just thinking he's super talented and I want to see what he makes, it's sort of the same way I feel about Ryan where I just like him as a person. I think he's like cool and smart and funny and I already really love following him on Twitter. So following him on Twitter as he is making Star Wars. I, I, I'm just, I'm, ugh. this is like a happy birthday to Emily. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like I definitely haven't seen that movie or a lot of movies from him you know but also like i am so excited that christy is co-writing this also because 1917 was a beautiful film and i really like war films and seeing like her perspective on star wars too like i'm so excited and is this like the first time that we've had a woman co-write a star wars movie i think so bitchin i like that I don't know. I just, I, this is, this is a wonderful team of writers and I'm just excited that we're going to get a star Wars that I just, that'll be like this or I don't even know like what they're going to do, but I know that it's going to be 
made of love and passion and all the great ingredients to a good Star Wars movie. It's just, it's so fucking cool. And and also, like, we have proof that you can do big blockbuster movies because Thor Ragnarok is a complete blast. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. But also, we got more news that um, Leslie Headland, who did Russian Doll, is developing officially an untitled Star Wars series for Disney Plus, and she will co or she'll, she'll write it, she'll executive produce it, and then she'll serve as the showrunner for the series. So that is also very fucking awesome. Yeah, we also talked about that last week. We we did. We we did? We did. That is not that is old news news. Well, I mean remember it's like last week when we were so ex- is it, remember last week when we were so excited because we had Star Wars news? That was one of the things that was our Star Wars news. You know, a week ago was like a year ago. Like April ended and May started. And April was five years ago. <laughs> okay. But I don't know, like, it's official news because, like, when we heard the news last week, it wasn't, like, officially official. It was just like, hey, this person might be doing Star Wars. And we're like, okay, great, Star Wars. But now it's, like, official Star Wars. It, like, it was pretty official, official. It was official, official because it was, like, Hollywood Reporter or something, or Variety or one of those. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You never know anymore. Also, it was the exact same information. It's not even like Star Wars put up anything new. You don't pay very much attention to our podcast. I'll take this L. I'll take it. I'll run (laughs) with it. I have no way to combat this. I don't even remember what we talked about last week other than Nick Offerman's penis. I mean, we did talk about Nick Offerman's penis. That's correct. Yeah, that that was my takeaway from last episode was penis. <laughs> did you just break something? No, I dropped something that I was fiddling with. It didn't break. Oh, thank God. I dropped the balloon from my Pennywise doll. did you see that i got all the porgs and the star wars creatures together and i took a picture with them no i didn't was that on instagram no on twitter but i should put that on instagram (laughs) but yeah my mom uh she has to take pictures every day for her school district and today was may the 4th so she's like can i take a picture of all your porgs I'm like, sure. And then she's like, well, do you want a picture too? And I'm like, yeah, I might as well. So I just put my hair in a bun or a ponytail and I'm wearing my Star Wars Celebration shirt that I got at Celebration. It actually fits now. So I'm very excited about that. And that is a lot of porks. Emily, it's, it's not enough porks. We're still missing the porg. 
The big one? Yeah. I had to crop out my feet because I hate feet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I included all the porgs. I have my uh, Lego porg that Carlos got me. I got uh, the Funko porg that Rusty got me. Then I got some Baby Yodas. Like I have a crochet Baby Yoda that was made for me for Christmas. And then I have the Disney Star Wars Baby Yoda. But yeah, I mean, I, I have my Gorg. I have my father. I have my crystal fox. Like, I'm definitely like missing some creatures, and definitely like some porgs. But I, I'm impressed with this. And one of the porgs is wearing a stylish star spelled out stocking cap. Oh, you know I had to include that. For our friend Josh. I know my, my sister was helping set up and she's like, does that one have to have the hat on? And I'm like, yes. We need representation of Star Wars spelled <laughs> out. But yeah. That's how I celebrated May the 4th. I I did watch the episode of the Clone Wars last night, so technically I didn't do that today. But are you going to do anything to celebrate um, this holiday? No. Um, I watched, like you, I watched Clone Wars last night because I'm like, well, I mean, partially because I didn't want to be spoiled, but also because we had decided to record today, I'm like, oh, either I watch that directly after work and right before we podcast or I watch it last night. And since a little birdie was kind enough to send me a link to it, when it had been up in Australia, then I watched it. What a kind of birdie. Yeah. But other than that, the only thing I watched was, okay, so there's a, well, not anymore, but before everything got shut down, a like monthly or semi-regular show at one of the UCB theaters here, which is called the George Lucas Talk Show. And it is a talk show co-hosted by, well, hosted by George Lucas, and then the Paul Schaefer type role is Watto. And it's all done in character. And they just have guests on every week. I mean, every month, and they talk about shit. And I've gone a couple of times. It's super funny. Um, Griffin Newman of The Tick and the podcast Blank Check is Watto and George Lucas is Connor. I can't remember his name. Eh, I'll put it in notes. Anyway, they were doing a live stream to raise money for all the people who got laid off when UCB shut down because UCB wasn't doing shit for them. So they're doing a 30-hour live stream of them watching... What? They're watching all of the trilogies. They're also watching, well, have watched by, because yeah, they're doing it in in chronological order. So they did the prequel trilogy. Then they did Solo and Rogue One. They did um, New Hope. Then the holiday special. Then, yeah, and then they're doing everything else a lot. They're even doing the two Ewok movies. 
So it's going to take them 30 hours. They started at midnight last night. It'll end up at like and th- 3 o'clock going. in the morning. Yeah, because it's like, you know, again, it's like 30 hours. It'll end up like, I think it ends at like 3. But it's all up. It'll, I think the way Twitch works, people will be able to look at it afterwards. And probably you don't want to watch all 30 hours. But they have guests popping in and out. Um, you know, it's not like they're not doing like a commentary or anything. But they are there. Yeah, they're they're commenting on the films occasionally, and then they have guests. in. Um, ben Schwartz was on for a bit. Um, Chris Gethard, uh, Alan Sepinwall, who's a big TV writer. Wow, and is that, that what you're going to do with your cat stuff when you reach fifteen? It was I mean, fifteen thousand dollars, right? Yeah, I mean the cats. They, I mean everything's obviously on hold right now. Uh, we hadn't really worked out the logistics for that yet, but this gives us something to go on. Although, I mean, how they're doing this for 30 hours in character, like, because they're doing, like, voices. Like, Griff has a voice that he does for Watto. <laughs> and I was not expecting him to be in the voice. And they're both in costume because Griff, <laughs> Griff has a Watto costume. Like, so he has this... It's got to be uncomfortable even after an hour. I can't imagine 30 hours. Like, he has even has, like, a little Watto nose. Like, you know, basically rubber band to his face. They they look... Like, the last time I checked was probably... Um, it was this afternoon. So it was a couple hours ago. And it was looking pretty rough. Because they were, like, 15 hours in. So, looking real tired. And not enjoying it. Oh my god. Like 30 hours not only watching Star Wars but having to like stay in character. <laughs> Gris not going to be able to talk after it. Like that water voice is so like raspy and ridiculous. But so that's on um the Twitch channel is I think and they also have their own website which is they're good doing it through Planet Scum Live. So I suggest at some point, like, checking out it and just sort of, like, skipping around and watching it because it's pretty fucking funny. Oh, my God. I'm literally trying to look it up right now, but I cannot find it because I just I want to see what a Watto costume looks like. Oh, um, here, give me a second. Let me... Um, if you're on Twitch, look up Planet Scum Live, all one word. Live. Okay, I was I was saying life. Like life day. Oh no. <laughs> oh my god oh that's a costume yeah it's a water costume he's got a, he's got the little vest he's got the nose he has snacks he's got a too. stomach he's got some little wings on the back wow they're already at a new hope or they've passed it oh they're in Caravan of Courage right now 
Oh shit. That's in- that's interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the counter the count they have the counter going in one of the windows just because obviously copyright reasons they can't actually like show the screen. So it's just to let people know like where in the movie they are so people can catch up as they dip in and out. So I'll probably watch more of that tonight. I like how in the names it says retired filmmaker George Lucas and then just Watto. Well, yeah, that's who he is. He's Watto. Screen. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's I'm sad because I sort of found out I didn't hear about this until a few months ago. The show that they do. I just it was never on my radar, but I went a couple of times. It was absolutely amazing. And I'm really sad that, you know, everything's closed now. And who even knows if if UCB will be reopening at all. Because those shows were a blast to go to. Oh. God, there's always, like, so many fun things to do in New York. Like, there's just so many, like, fun. There there was so many, like, fun events. And it's crazy. New York is, like, a different world. <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully one day it'll go back to being that. I'm hoping so. So, Clone Wars. Now, we had been going to record yesterday, and then as we were talking to each I'm like, oh, wait. The final episode comes out tomorrow. Maybe we, we should wait 24 hours. And you told me that you did not like episode 11. No, but I, I got, I gotta ask you a question because I, I don't know the next time I'll be able to ask this, this question. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, go. So Emily. Uh Uh-huh. Did you watch the Clone Wars? I did watch the Clone Wars. For both. I really deeply hope the very last time. Never say never. I don't know. Uh, like it, they say final episodes, but I don't think it's going to end. But to answer your question, no, I wasn't very fond of the episode I believe was titled Shattered because you know, as as a prequel lover and a Clone Wars admirer, I sit down a lot and imagine how the Clone Wars would do Order 66. And it's something that has been in my brain for years and years and years. And it just, it was just so much anticipation like built up and I just I didn't like how they did it like I didn't like how they were on the ship when Order 66 happened like I was waiting for it to happen like during like the Siege of Mandalore like I hated that Ahsoka let Maul escape you know to create create a diversion or whatever excuse she said like I just because knowing what Maul is doing in Solo is Ahsoka's fault 
essentially. Like, I don't like that because I thought Ahsoka handled Order 66 beautifully, but she let Maul go. And I did like some aspects. I liked when she had that vision where she could hear all the events happening with Palpatine and Windu and Anakin. I liked how they kept the movie voices rather than, you know, dubbing in, um, you know, the voice actors in the Clone Wars. Like, I like how we got some aspects of the actual movie. But, ah. I don't know, like, and then the droids having to do with it, too. Like, I thought that was fine, but it just, it feel like it happened so fast, and I feel like I needed more of Order 66 emotions. But what do you think? I mean, I thought it, I thought it was fine. I didn't, I didn't mind the the mall thing at all. Like, that was just sort of a big shrug for me, because I'm like, well, he's got it. We know he's not going to die. And fuck it. Like, I thought I thought actually it's sort of smart. It's like, you know, I've gotten the tiger out of its cage sort of thing. Uh, I do, I do, you know, and I, and I liked that she's basically like, I fucking hope that you die, but go. <laughs> Yeah, I, it was, it was definitely hard to see all the clones react to Order 66 because it's, it's, it's like, you know, you've known these clones for so long and all of a sudden like they're killing, they're trying to kill Ahsoka and especially Rex too. Like you see Rex for like a couple minutes, like try to track down, you see Rex get the message from Palpatine too. Like I, I thought that was kind of cool, but I don't know. I just my expectations are like so fucking high with Order sixty six that like me being like not disappointed in this episode, but like wanting more like isn't the worst thing in the world. Like I don't think I would have ever been a hundred percent content with this episode because of my expectations. So that's all good. I suppose that's the advantage of not having any expectations or like particular attachment to this. Yeah, I guess. But I'm trying to think of what else uh, I thought was interesting in the episode. Oh, I thought that Mace Windu was a fucking dick when he was talking to Ahsoka and he's like, oh, this is Jedi business. Or he said something like that. I'm just like, you fucking asshole. I mean, it does sort of seem like, yeah, okay, dude, but maybe this is not the best time to make that point. Yeah, I, I, I love too like the connections to the movies. Like, I am, I am weak to that. You know, like I, I need it. Like the can't speak words but when they were saying that obi-wan was tracking grievous on utapau i'm like oh my god so that's what's happening in the movie right now like i just love connecting things like in the clone wars like with like revenge of the sith like where where this is all happening so i liked knowing that during the episode that we're gonna get close 
But I don't know. I just I don't think that anything will beat that conversation that Ahsoka and Obi-Wan had. Like, I just I feel like that was so beautiful. And to me, that was one of the highlights of this arc was, you know, that conversation. I feel like that Mm -hmm. really foreshadowed a lot of these events. And I feel like Ahsoka at that point knew that a lot was going to change, especially like how somber and quiet was on the ship before order 66 happened like she felt it and you can tell and she's so she's just she's not a jedi but she is a very talented and wonderful force user and it shows because she was able to get out of order 66 she was able to survive she's one of the probably five through ten force users to get out of it and I applaud her for that and I think because of that she deserves more credit but from whom Emily uh, just in general like I just I think that she like I see it now like I see the Ahsoka love from you know all the fans you know seeing how she got out of Order 66 and seeing how she handled it and seeing how she fought in it and her refusing you know in this next episode like she didn't want to kill any of the clones you know like she I don't know and I swear I haven't had any conversations with the Raj the past couple days but I don't know. Like, I I get it. I get it now. I get all this Ahsoka hype because I think that these last couple episodes have proved how strong she is in the Force. But also, now that I think about that, I fucking hated when she was doing I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me, with Rex. Why was that there? I mean, honestly, to me, what that mostly was, was, oh, they're just... They're doing a mind melt from fucking Star Trek, and that's weird. For me, it was just how many movies can we put in this this episode? Like, how many things can we add that reminds people oh, that was in this movie that you watched? Because I mean, like the last episode was, or the last two episodes, we got like a lot of Force Awakens slash uh, right or Last Jedi stuff. You know, like, oh, like, join, join me, Ray. I mean, join me, Ahsoka. But I, I hated that. I, ugh. But that's, that's Filoni's whole shtick, though. <sighs> I know. It's, hey, you see, we remember like, that thing you like. Yeah, but I, I like it in, like, like, a, in Costco sample sized amounts. Like, this wasn't a Costco sample. Like, this was someone, like, literally, like, cooking me the fish that they have at Costco and being like, here, have the whole fucking fish. Like, I just ate dinner 30 minutes ago. I can't eat this whole fucking fish. You know? I'm always delighted by your metaphors. (laughs) I just think they get better and better each episode. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. 
So what did you think of the very last, quote, last episode of The Clone Wars? I think the end of the episode is very good. I think the episode as a whole, not particularly great. Um, but I think the... Well, no, I actually, I can't say I think the very end of the episode is great because I think the scene before the very end of the episode is amazing. And I oh, could okay. have done without seeing Vader. I think... While she's never going to be one of my favorite characters, and I think the obsession with her from Filoni is annoying and tired. I think she deserved to be the last like shot of the show. Like, let me not like the very last shot. Cause I think, you know, that very, very final shot of the helmet is cool. But I think instead of doing that, you could have done the last shot being like the markers that had put up, like when she's staring at them all and walks away, you could have focused in on them and ended the episode. I think I don't know. I don't, it sort of left a bad taste in my mouth that they felt the need to go to Vader. Yeah, I understand that. And I was prepared for the episode to end with just Ahsoka. But also, I it was cool to see Vader. And admittedly, like, I, I fucking love that. But in this episode, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that was needed. Like, it was really cool seeing that, you know, but also, oh, the question started popping up in my head. Like, where, what's this planet? How long after the events of Revenge of the Sith is this? And then, of course, you see that fucking bird flying in the background. You know, that's like a soak because Ahsoka had a thing with the birds and, and rebels. I, I forget the significance of that. Um, but I knew that Ahsoka was watching or something. I don't know. But I just hate how this, <laughs> this ended, like, open ended. Like, how did Ahsoka get off of that planet? Like, how did she end up being fulcrum and working with Bail Organa? Like, that's still unknown. And I mean, like, yeah, that's probably mentioned like in the book or something. And maybe I should go read the book. Like, maybe that's what this this inner monologue or what I'm saying is, you know, telling me that I should do. But I don't know. I still have questions. And I don't like that. I still have questions. But how were they all? How were they ever going to wrap that up in one episode? Well, that's why I was surprised that this episode was only 23 minutes long. Like, I thought this was going to be like a two hour you know, event. But I mean, that's what this whole arc was. Which, you know, overall, this this was a pretty good arc. You know, I had some problems, but I really liked this episode and, you know, how her and Rex worked together. And I really like how this whole series has, you know, gotten us to feel for one of the clones and especially like a a Jedi Padawan, you know, because at first, you know, Ahsoka got a lot of hate from Star Wars fans, you know, for all the people saying that, oh, Anakin didn't have a Padawan. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he got denied the rank of master in Revenge of the Sith. Like, he wasn't able to train Padawan. Like, all that shit. But 
I don't know. Like, I just, I think that Dave did a good job with Ahsoka overall. Like, he might have not done, like, good good job with, like, other things, but I applaud him for creating this character. Both of these characters, Rex and Ahsoka, and seeing how far they went in the series. If only he got it go there. He can't win all the battles. I really like the music. The score in these episodes were phenomenal. And you can tell that you know, a lot of fucking money was spent on these episodes and, you know, creating the scores and, and, you know, the motion cap from, you know, the fight with Ahsoka and Maul, like, they did a really good job. And, you know, I still wish that the Clone Wars as a whole felt like these last four episodes, but also like these last four episodes were hyped for so many fucking years. But I think they overall, like, they met the expectations, I think. Because, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you about it and I don't really have like a bitter taste in my mouth. Like I am content with what we got overall. So good job, Dave. For now. What do you think? I just felt like it didn't really like I can go. This was a mostly well-made episode and there's some very there's some beautiful moments on it i think when she's you know when we see her in the cloak staring out you know, over the helmets and everything that's a really beautiful moment but it's sort of all the only level i can appreciate it on is an intellectual one because i just have i have it doesn't like i don't i don't feel anything for this show yeah It's like if I had watched a particularly, you know, like, well-made episode of season four finale of a prestige HBO drama that I had never watched. Like, I go, oh, okay, that's nice, but I don't feel any connection. Only this time, I should feel connection because I've watched every episode of this show. <laughs> you know, I am so proud of you that you have enjoyed the whole Clone Wars because like <laughs> you you're so dedicated to doing something that you not necessarily hate mm. but strongly dislike and that just shows how strong and wonderful of a person you are to sit here for the past what three years almost like that and do something that you don't like because uh, god i can't i could i could fucking barely get through resistance and you got through three years of the clone wars like that that is impressive to me I don't know. I don't know if like stubbornness is really necessarily that great of an ideal. I could. That's a lot of time I could have spent doing something else. Yeah, but I mean, we got a lot of laughs, no cries, um, a lot of conversations 
and a lot of joy through these past three years that we spent with the Clone Wars. And I, I can't believe that it might be coming to an end. Like, I'm not 100% certain that the Clone Wars is truly dead. But maybe it is. I don't know. But I am so happy that we got to go on this journey together. I would say, I mean, first of all, I do think it's over. But here's the thing. As if it's not... <laughs> like what a and not just because I don't like the show, but it, like what a waste of an ending if it's not an actual ending. Like because that's an ending to your show. And before, like whatever you know, like before, before that did, never got a, like an ending, ending. Now it has an ending, ending. Let it be an ending, please, for the love of God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think because. You know, Star Wars has done this to us for so long, you know, back with the original trilogy when it was just those three movies and, you know, everyone thought that was over. Then they did the prequels, so then they thought that was over. Then, you know, they're doing this trilogy and now we all think it's over. And just it's like it's this pattern of it's over, it's over, but then it's not, you know? So I... I mean, it's not so, like I think it's not like I think Star Wars is over or animated Star Wars is over. Just this particular iteration of it needs to be over and go on and do something new. Yeah, I agree. But you I know, know, I'm glad. I'm glad that the people who really liked the show were satisfied with the ending. You know, it was it was it was cool to see uh, Corey's reaction to it and stuff. Because this is like his, this is his Star Wars, and so I'm glad that I'm glad that he got an ending that he liked. Oh God, me too. Like it's been wonderful these past couple weeks. Like seeing like a lot of our friends light up because of you know the Clone Wars and these episodes, and especially Corey. Like Corey is a wonderful dude. And seeing how happy he's been because of the Clone Wars is so beautiful and pure. And it's funny because it's like, you know, I'm sitting here saying all these things and about this episode. It's like I can feel somewhere in Chicago, like some guy's heart breaking slowly. <laughs> no, but I don't know. I I just am so happy that so many people have enjoyed this and that this has been you know, positive for people right now because so many people are suffering because of everything going on in the world and everything going on in general. So I'm just happy that the Clone Wars was that bright light for a lot of our friends. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, shall we move on to your Star Wars? Oh, no, because we should should probably do the voicemail from King Tom first. Oh, that's true. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say we put up a I put up a poll to see if I should watch the Phantom Menace. And it looks like I might have to watch the Phantom Menace. Emily, like I I'm right. Like people love to see you watch things because you're wonderful and entertaining and just having you watch something that you hate is just like very entertaining. Apparently, it left like because my the choices on the poll were like give it another chance or it'll just make her mad, and people's responses were oh no it'll definitely make her mad and that's why I want her to watch it. 
And that in particular was, of course, from Chris Fresh of the Geek Dudes podcast. And also my fiance, but fuck that guy. Your fiance is just roses and unicorns. That is (laughs) Chris Fresh. The murderous unicorns. That's like really scary to think of. Like that's that's a monster right there. It's a fucking monstrous unicorn. It's all connected. <laughs> but yeah, but I I'm happy that I'll think about because I had it on I... briefly today. Uh, I mean, I had it I had it on briefly last night when I was watching. The George Lucas talk show before I decided, oh, I can just listen to them talk and not watch the movie. And I had it on and I'm like, oh, these special effects are not good. I love that movie. Like, I think it's my favorite Star Wars movie. See, that's why I don't want to watch it. No, Emily, like, I'm okay with you trashing something I love. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what makes, cause that, you know, that's why I love, like, The Phantom Menace, too, is just because it's, like, so funny. Like, the dialogue is just, like, ridiculous sometimes. And, you know, the whole midi-chlorians conversation and how, like, we never hear about that again. And I love Qui-Gon and... I love, you know, the scenery. I love Queen Amidala and her outfits. Yeah, I love the whole decoy thing. Like, that was my favorite as a kid. That oh this- god damn it! I can't even. I can't even like Qui Gon now though. <sighs> Fucking Liam Neeson! God damn it! <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> no, he's like the one. He was like the one thing in the prequels. I'm always like, yeah, but he's pretty good. God damn it! racist piece of shit fuck I mean you can watch Attack of the Clones (laughs) that's okay no if I'm gonna rewatch him then I'm gonna fucking rewatch him and the whole point was I had rewatched Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith like maybe four or five years ago but I haven't seen Phantom Menace since I I think 20 years maybe 19 something around there anyway so like if I started quizzing you on like Phantom Menace shit like how do you think you would score right now like none like I'm trying to think of like well no like Qui-Gon Jinn exists and Jake Lloyd being annoying and there's a pod race and there's a lot of shitty dialogue and the there's Darth Maul being ominous and not really talking. He has like a couple of lines and then there's a really good lightsaber battle and then you know, there's like take the little boy away but decide hey we're not gonna bother to you know help save your mom from slavery or anything because 
basically fuck the Jedi. Yeah, that's the movie. <laughs> that's my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of, um, I mean, not great stereotypes in that movie in terms of like racial caricatures. And um, it is a problem. So it's up to you if you want to watch it or not. I understand if you don't, but I mean, I don't know if we'll have news the next couple of weeks. So if you want to, you can. But if you don't, we can find something else to do that might be fun for both of us. (laughs) Okay. We'll see. We'll see how bad my insomnia is. Hopefully not too bad. Um, do you want to play our voicemail? Yeah, let me find it. Okay. We got a voicemail from our buddy, King Tom. I like King Tom a lot. He's a good guy. Listen to him on The Sith List and a whole bunch of other podcasts that he used messages on. there, Brito and Lindo. It's Monday, May the 4th, so happy May the 4th to, or Star Wars Day or whatever to, to both of you. Um, we got some really good news today I'm really looking forward to and excited to hear your take on. But the reason I'm calling, I'm calling about last episode, I mentioned this on Twitter, but what Emily said about why she's looking forward to the Cassian series is exactly how I feel about things. I mean, I I want everything we're going to get, but I'm a big fan of the rebellion. And I like the idea of how it came together. I like the characters who were involved and I want to see how this scrappy group of different people from all around the galaxy came together and formed the body that took over the empire that beat the empire so to speak. And I think, you know, Cassian obviously is the best example of how we're going to get that story. Here's the question, though, that part of the thing that I think makes Cassian an interesting character, in in addition to everything we see in Rogue One, because he's definitely definitely a different kind of hero, but part of the thing that makes him interesting is that his background, he was a separatist, or his family were separatists, and he's been fighting since he was six years old. I would like to see, and I was wanted to get your take on this, because I know everyone's a, a prequel fan out there, and I some love them, but I still have mixed feelings about them. Would you have any interest in seeing like major former separatists be part of the show? And I, I don't I don't I don't really know of any characters who are out there who they could use, because I think pretty much everyone was killed off, but you know, would it be okay to bring in characters who were former separatists and battle droids and those types of ships? Because I like those things too, and I think it would be interesting to see that be an early part of the rebellion. I just wanted to see what you wonderful ladies thought, and uh, looking forward to the next episode. Thank you for listening, and Death Watch! Death Watch! Death Watch! 
you know, that's not something I thought of. Probably because I just I don't like it. The prequels aren't my thing, so I don't I don't think about it a lot. Um, I don't love battle droids, so I would prefer not to see them. But I think there's some interesting stuff you could do in, like, depending on how much they go into the politics on this show. I think you could you could do something interesting with showing separatists who moved to the rebellion, um, and either you know how how they worked out with other people who joined the rebellion from different backgrounds. You know, the people who were, this has always been the war that we've been fighting way before you showed up versus like the relative newcomers who had been, who had been part of that political system. And I think, I think that that could be really interesting that these people who had, you know, you had seen as your enemy are now on your side. Yeah. I agree. That would be really interesting, especially like seeing the perspectives too. Like I'm a big perspective person and, you know, to see a former separatist, you know, explain, you know, something like the Clone Wars, you know, like explain it from their perspective, you know, but also I love the idea of, you know, two people or just people in general, like, coming together to, you know, fight evil, whether or not, you know, they were on, you know, the separatist side or the Republic side. I don't know. I just, I think that would be so interesting. And I would love to see that. And it'd be interesting. I mean, and and this is something you could do with Cassian and, and I mean, the character, I mean. And I wish they would name that fucking show, but <laughs> especially now that we know Mon Mothma's going to be in it, how a character who had who had been a separatist would view a former senator, because even if you know you go. Yeah, you're, you know, you've you've come around now and you're helping us now. There still would it seem to be like you'd have to have some resentment there. Yeah. And and I think that would be really cool that we'd see it's not just the rebellion versus the empire that there's all these other factions within that and you know the the rebellion isn't just one super tight band of people who all have the same goals and the same motives and the same like means that they're willing to use and we know that i mean we know some of that already with with um saw guerrera but there, there's so many like different permutations of that, and I, I really hope that the show digs into it some. 
Me too. This the show has so much potential and I'm just excited to get this kind of Star Wars because it's unlike any Star Wars that we've received before. It's something new, it's something different, it's something you know, could possibly be like It just hearing like you know the politics like in this like universe is like so interesting too so I would love to see like the inner workings of that and you know and see people like saw like the extremists because I think that it would be so cool to see the republic and a not so positive light because honestly like you know we saw that in Rogue One that you know, the, or not Republic, there was Rebellion. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Clone Wars still. But I don't know, like, they did a lot of questionable things in Rogue One. And I would love to see, like, more questionable things that they could, like, possibly do or possibly have done. So, you know, it's something that we've seen so for so many years as being, you know, the Rebellion as this, like, this light that pure you know light and maybe it's not that imperfections Um, yeah i mean you can't you can't be that by nature when you're a what is you know you know whether you want to call them terrorists or freedom fighters freedom fighters depends what side you're on and obviously we we cheer for them and we think that they're they're right in terms of their goals and they absolutely you know like that's not an argument i'm not going to be here being like one of those people who's like oh but what if the empire is actually the good guys but just by the very nature of what that means is they're out there killing a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I really fucking hope that this series, like, ends up being something and existing because it just it's always you know we get these star wars news and it's joining the unnamed cassian series or it's i just want it to to get the ball rolling i mean the fact that we're hearing like casting and casting and stuff is good news you know yeah that it's not just like when you know the rumors of like oh, you know, James Mangold is going to be making a Boba Fett movie and then you never hear anything else until you hear, oh, that was never actually going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Huh, but we'll see. I mean, I hope we get more casting news in the next couple of weeks. You know, more casting news. We'll see. This is Brittany from the future. Uh, Unfortunately, we had to end this episode due to a bunch of technical difficulties. So I will be closing the episode out from the future. Um, We weren't able to get into our Deadwood conversation, but we have two episodes to talk about next week. Which should be really good because this last one was really good. And the one that I'll be watching soon is supposed to be wild. So I am very excited to talk about it on the podcast so you all can hear. So, 
yeah, that's the episode. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at CandlelightPod. You could follow Emily at EFLind on Twitter. And you could find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. So thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for being here. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E and B deserve congratulations Our adulation for their weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew. Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse B at scum and villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a Rush too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches now if i didn't say your name don't feel no shame you love the fun the games and refresher bangs hang on every word of lindo's fanfic where she describes every vein in mendo's dick spread the word maybe buy a t-shirt i don't know maybe ask the girls if yattle squirts take your cbd send in your top three and you'll always be a bitch like me Get America.